Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast for community leaders. We are talking all about what it takes to build the business side of building a community that supports you, your business, and the world at large. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. And today we're talking about how to communicate your vision to everybody else in the world so they can understand exactly how you are showing up and changing things. And of course, I have a fantastic guest to help me out. His name is Dr. Oleg Konovalov. He is a thought leader, author, business educator, consultant, and coach with over 25 years of experience operating in businesses and consulting Fortune 500 companies, both in the UK and internationally. He's been named the Da Vinci of Visionary Leadership by many leading authorities, and he helps companies to create and execute their vision, diagnose and treat organizational diseases, maintain a strong, productive corporate culture, and of course, achieve superior business performance. He's on the Thinkers 50 radar, global gurus in leadership, recognized as a number one global thought leader on culture by Thinkers 360, a number one global leading coach from Marshall Goldsmith Thinkers 50, and a lot of other wonderful and amazing accolades. Dr. Oleg is also the author of The Vision Code, Leaderology, Corporate Superpower, Organizational Anatomy, and Hidden Russia. So I'm super excited to have Oleg here. He's uh, calling in from across a very large pond. And uh, Dr. Oleg, welcome to the show. Kimberly, thank you very much for inviting. I'm, I'm super excited to talk on your show. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to talk to you too. I mean, I'm, I'm reading this list, right? It's a very long list. Oh. You've got a ton of books behind you, a ton of... Uh, recognitions for all the work you do in leadership. So, you know, 25 years of experience, that's quite the journey. Tell me a little bit about how you got to be doing what you're doing. Well, first of all, Kimberly, you see, I've learned quite a long ago that real biography is not the amount of facts, it's amount of impressions. And this is more important because, you know, in simple terms, success what is success? We're all asking this question. But in my view, success is a short result of long-term commitment. Whatever you do, if you plan it long ahead or you're committing to something great, you will get the reward in one way or another. That is more important rather than, oh, you have hit that level or did this. It's all about What's the difference you created over the, those years? And this is probably more important than anything else. You see, I uh, came from the fishing industry background, but I was always keen to learn something that people don't know. I have a strange craving for that aha moment when something new comes out, a new knowledge a new understanding, and that was driving me all those years. It was pushing me forward and forward. (laughs) (laughs) That, I'm still curious. I'm still very curious. I'm I'm such a cat that not afraid to be killed. 
putting my nose into something new. <laughs> I love what you shared there. I mean, really fast, right? About the true definition of success. It's not about like how many initials you can put after your name or how many uh, credentials you can rattle off, but the real change and the real impact you've made for other people. I love that definition. Oh, yeah. Because look, if you just walk down a street, are you carrying a, a huge flag with all these, or oh, poster with all these titles? No, you're human. It's the way how you smile to people, the way how you see the world around you. If you don't see the beauty in the world, how you could see the beauty in people, right? But to see the beauty, take your crown off. If you have your crown on your, you know, on you all the time, it damages your brain. You don't see the beauty of the world. You could see only your ego growing. And that's a trouble. <laughs> that's a big trouble. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So tell me then a little bit about how someone goes, I think you said from the fishing industry to becoming like this global thought leader. I love that, you know, you've always been striving. You've always been curious. I think a lot of the leaders and the best, especially community leaders out there in the world, right? We're always striving to, to learn more about the world around us, about new things, new knowledge. I know I'm a, I'm a huge new knowledge nerd. So tell me just a bit about uh, what that process looked like. Oh, yeah. You, you see, fishing industry, for instance, it's very traditional, should we call it old-fashioned. And it's everything, or mainly it's everything is done based on experience, on experience of previous generations. Yet, there are many things that could be applied in the old days i was very curious to learn what i what new i could bring into the industry uh that would allow me to develop something greater or bigger in this sense and i was curious enough it's old days uh it was we were sitting at one of the largest exhibitions world exhibitions in the fishing industry in china and we sat together with guys from different countries and chatted. And we realized, and I said, look, uh, at that moment, I was uh, almost completing my MBA old days. And someone started counting how many guys across the whole world fishing industry got MBAs. And we found only five guys. Then I gone for my doctoral. And there was only one in the industry going wow. part-time doing doctoral because fishing industry is quite demanding in terms of operations. It's like 24 hours on, on alert. Mm-hmm. So something is, you know, within me saying, hey, 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 what's there? What is there? What I could do something? And, you know, the more you learn, the more you grow, you're realizing how little you know. And that is tremendous field. And what I realized later, you know, when I became a consultant author, knowledge creation is the sexiest business in the world because you always create something new, some kind of a new life, a new meaning. Well, that's a tremendous experience. This is something you could pass to the next generation. This is something you could build on in terms of your business. This is something that you could share without losing your stock. 
Hmm. You know, would I know less if I will share what I know? No. I have a, you know, a visionary leadership course. I'm sharing what I uh, what I know with my participants. They're brilliant people coming, and I'm gaining probably more than they are because I'm learning from every one of them, and that is extremely valuable. It is valuable. It is because when you're just in the trade. Okay, you sold your fish, you got your money, that's it. The transaction is over, more or less. But when you're engage, involved in such knowledge sharing, or education, or training, or coaching, you share your learning, you, you learn from your clients or from your participants. And that is a never-ending story. Incredible story. I think it's very true that we always have to be kind of open to learning more and new things, right? We know so much about what we know, but there's always opportunities for us to learn about other parts of running a business, about other uh, thought ideas, about uh, creation of new ideas. Um, And I, I really appreciate that perspective of every time we work with a client, it's not an opportunity only for us to help them It's also an opportunity for us to learn from them because they have something different to bring to the table. I have a simple approach. I will coach people on the things that I will coach myself. If I wouldn't coach, uh, if I'm not prepared to coach myself on something, why should coach others on this? In this sense, I wouldn't be prepared to grow. I wouldn't be prepared to to reinvent myself and again and again. So I will become as a coffee machine. <laughs> you know, I'm producing coffee, nothing else. That's good. But with the time, I will be thrown away as fairly dated. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Again, uh, for instance, when I'm writing my books and I found that the best approach I could do is it's not about what I put on the paper. It's about how my book or how my study impacted me. And then it immediately reflects to the next metric. What if my son, who is four years old now, would read my book in 20 years' time? What he would say to me? Thank you, Dad. Or he would say, what a stupid crap. <laughs> You know, and therefore, it's a very strong metric. You're saying, aha, how important this. And that is the greatest legacy if it's valuable for him. He would learn from it, he will be proud of it, and he will take it further. It's very true, right? So many of us, we kind of get lost in the weeds, if you will. We kind of, we get lost so much in about what we know and what we want to share out into the world. Sometimes we forget well, what is the purpose of us sharing? What is the purpose of us putting that information or that knowledge out there? And is it the best thing that we could be doing to serve others? So, you know, kind of taking a step back and rereading what we've written for for marketing, for email, for social, for a book, for a podcast, for a video series and saying, okay, is this going to be valuable for others in 10 years? Is this going to be useful for others? Is this going to make others excited to know this person or is it not going to be useful, right? Exactly. 
And another great lesson I have learned from the fishing industry, it's about real leadership. You know, this is something that we not often realize. I'll share some kind of my experience. Very, very first radio interviews, quite a few years ago. And one of those top questions was, who is the most admired leaders you could see? And hosts were quite shocked when I was saying, you know, I really admire those fishing skippers, captains, because they're taking direct responsibility for the people's lives to bring not only the boat back to a harbor, but people back home after those horrible storms. And they're putting their lives on the same line with others. And people were shocked. But this is a direct, strong lesson about real leadership. You act with people and you act for people. At the same time, you take care of people being a captain. Isn't it a good example of leadership? Definitely. It's that idea of, you know, you've got a, a position of power, but you have to be able to use that in a way that's useful for others, right? Exactly. Exactly. Because otherwise, who would listen to you? And actually, who will jump on board with you? Definitely. And that is a trem- tremendous lesson. And you must communicate it well. And you, even, you know, you, you must talk with people in a great sense. You... In good sense, you are marketing your decision to do certain risky things, you know, within a crew, and mm. in, in a very short and snappy sentences, and people following you without even blinking an eye. That is a mastery. So, if people want to make sure that they are kind of leading from the right mindset, leading with the right ideas for building the right community. Uh, Do you have any ideas or do you have any uh, tips for for starting points for people to kind of self-check if that's what, if they're in the right place? My greatest passion is vision and vision leadership. Therefore, I will talk in this sense. Whatever you want to do, think of uh, thinking uh, on a long term. What your vision is about. Vision comes when your conscious awareness of a problem you want to solve for the benefit of others reaches its peak. So it's nothing about you or me. It's about what we could do for people. And that is where you could start. When you really understand, okay, I want to live in a happy family. So my wife would be happy being married to me. I would make sure of this. If I'm running a business or I'm about to establish a business, I would be thinking what problem I would be solving. Is it just about me making money? Then this business is quite meaningless. It's a short-term business. But if you think about real success, a real commitment, effort that would be turned into something great, then things what people would benefit from your business. And then you would understand, okay, if I got something really valuable for people, how I would communicate it? And the answer would be simple, by making others the co-owners of your vision. 
then you would be communicating as to co-owners, as to real fellows, not just customers or employees or society. <laughs> that's a that's a great perspective, right? To approach it as a, a place of co-ownership, right? Because we're all of us are in this with other people, right? We're not in it on our own. And I like that idea, right? That a vision isn't necessarily what you're putting out into the world. It's about how others are seeing what you're doing. Exactly. Because if you're thinking, I will do something great, but people would not see that greatness for themselves. Why they should pay for your service? Why they should support your business? Why they should vote for you? But in social terms. They will, you know, if you see the benefit only for yourself, mm. then why people should support your ego? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a very good question. So you know. what would you say is that first step then that people can take now to make sure that they're going to communicate their vision and become the leaders uh, that can help other people in their community? The very first step, be prepared to make a decision because vision, actually living a meaningful life is a decision, is not a choice. Think of that. Be prepared to think boldly and beyond the standards offered by society because society at large will be saying to you, oh, be the same as others. But if you want to live your life, be prepared to think boldly for your life or for your business. And of course, you must think that vision, something meaningful, is always greater than you or your company. Therefore, be prepared to handle something huge and keep it growing. That's what would be the very first steps. Those are some great first steps. And I love that distinction, right, between decision and choice, right? The first step is to make the decision that this is what's going to happen as opposed to a choice, because decisions are kind of final, right? It's like, okay, I'm making that decision. That's what's going to happen. I love that approach. Yeah, because you see, decision and choice, the difference is choice doesn't assume commitment or much of responsibility. Decision does. That is a great reframe for all of you listening out there. Take note. Hopefully, you've got some great gems out of this. Dr. Oleg, I want to say thank you so much for, for coming on and for sharing your wisdom and the idea of visionary leadership uh, with the Audience Converter community. If people want to learn more about you and what you do and, and explore the many wonderful books that you've put out into the world, uh, how can they do that? <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, they could uh, find my books on Amazon. The vision code is actually available in, in the shops across different countries in the U.S. and the U.K., different countries. And, of course, Amazon, Barnes Noble, you know, you just name it. They could find me on my website, olekkanavalov.com. They could connect me on LinkedIn, and I'm happy to respond to the messages. Or they could join uh, my program or vision leadership course and learn directly from me. It's uh, live interact conversations where I'm just paying attention to everyone. So there are a number of ways. And I'm always open to, to talk and happy to help. Thank you, Kimberly. 
Fantastic. And everyone, don't worry. All of those links will be in the show notes. So if you are like me and struggle to spell things properly, no worries. All of those links will be in the show notes and you can learn all about them. And of course, I will have links as well to uh, the book on Amazon. So Dr. Oleg Konovalov, I hope I said that right. Uh, I want to say thank you again so much for being here and for sharing your time and wisdom with us today. Kimberly, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Audience Converter Podcast for Community Leaders. We will be back next week with another wonderful guest and some great topics of conversation. Until next time, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.